Use anecdotes and illustrations. The fifth and last hint I wish to give you is this. If you want to attain simplicity in preaching, you must use plenty of anecdotes and illustrations. You must regard illustrations as windows through which light falls upon your subject. A great deal might be said on this point, but the limits of a small book oblige me to touch on it very briefly. I don't need to remind you of the example of him of whom it was said, Never man spake like this man. Our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. John 7.46 Study the four Gospels attentively, and note what a wealth of illustrations his sermons generally contain. How often you find figure after figure and parable after parable in his discourses. Apparently, there was nothing before his eyes from which he did not draw lessons. The birds of the air, the fish in the sea, the sheep, the goats, the cornfield, the vineyard, the plowman, the sower, the reaper, the fisherman, the shepherd, the vine dresser, the woman kneading meal, the flowers, the grass, the bank, the wedding feast, the sepulchre, all were made vehicles for conveying thoughts to the minds of his audience. What are such parables as the prodigal son, the good Samaritan, the ten virgins, the king who made a marriage feast for his son, the rich man and Lazarus, the laborers of the vineyard, and others, if not stirring stories that our Lord tells in order to convey some great truth to the souls of his followers? Try to walk in his footsteps and follow his example. If you pause in your sermon and say, Now I will tell you a story. I guarantee that all who are not too fast asleep will pick up their ears and listen. People like similes, illustrations, and well-told stories. They will listen to them when they will pay attention to nothing else. And from what countless sources we can get illustrations. Consider the book of nature all around us. Look at the sky above and the world beneath. Look at history. Look at all the branches of science, geology, botany, chemistry, astronomy. What is there in heaven above or earth below from which you cannot bring illustrations to throw light on the message of the gospel? Read Bishop Latimer's sermons, the most popular, perhaps, that were ever preached. Read the works of Brooks, Watson, and Swinnock, the Puritans. How full they are of illustrations, figures, metaphors, and stories! Look at Mr. Moody's sermons. What is one secret of his popularity? He fills his sermons with pleasing stories. He is the best speaker, says an Arabian proverb, who can turn the ear into an eye. For my part, I not only try to tell stories, but in country churches I have also sometimes demonstrated to people familiar illustrations that they can see. For instance, Maybe I want to show them that there must have been a first great cause or being who made this world. I have sometimes taken out my watch and said, Look at this watch, how well it is made. Do any of you think for a moment that all the screws, all the wheels, all the pins of that watch came together by accident? Wouldn't you say there must have been a watchmaker? And if so, it follows most surely that there must have been a maker of the world whose handiwork we see engraved on the face of every one of those glorious planets traveling their yearly orbits and keeping time to a single second. 
Look at the world in which you live and the wonderful things it contains. Will you tell me that there is no God and that creation is the result of chance? Or sometimes I've taken out a bunch of keys and shaken them. The whole congregation, when they hear the keys, looks up. Then I say, Would there be need of any keys if all men were perfect and honest? What does this bunch of keys show? Why, they show that the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Illustration, I confidently assert, is one of the best assurances for making a sermon simple, clear, direct, and easily understood. Prepare yourselves for it. Pick up illustrations wherever you can. Keep your eyes open and use them well. Happy is that preacher who has an eye for likenesses and a memory stored with well-chosen stories and illustrations. If he is a real man of God and knows how to deliver a sermon, he will never preach to bare walls and empty benches. But I must add a word of caution. There is a proper way of telling stories. If a man cannot tell stories naturally, he had better not tell them at all. After all I have said in its favor, illustration may be carried too far. I remember a notable instance of this in the case of the great Welsh preacher Christmas Evans. There is a sermon of his in print about the wonderful miracle that took place at Gadara, when devils took possession of the swine and the whole herd ran down violently into the sea. He paints it so specifically that it becomes ludicrous because of the words he put in the mouths of the swineherders who told their master of the loss he had sustained. Oh, sir, says one, the pigs have all gone. But, says the master, where have they gone? They've run down into the sea. But who drove them down? Oh, sir, that wonderful man. Well, what sort of a man was he? What did he do? Why, sir, he came and talked such strange things, and the whole herd ran suddenly down the steep place into the sea. What? The old black boar and all? Yes, sir, the old black boar has gone too, for as we looked around we just saw the end of his tail going over the cliff. Now that is going to an extreme. So also Dr. Guthrie's admirable sermons are occasionally so overlaid with illustrations that they remind one of cake made almost entirely of plums and very little flour. Put plenty of color and picture into your sermon by all means. Draw sweetness and light from all sources and from all creatures, from the heavens and the earth, from history and science. But there is a limit. You must be careful how you use color lest you do as much harm as good. Don't put on color by spoonfuls, but with a brush. If you remember this caution, you will find color an immense aid in obtaining simplicity and clarity in preaching. And now bear in mind that if you want to attain simplicity in preaching, my five points are these. 1. Understand your subject. 2. Use simple words. 3. Aim for a simple style of composition. 4. Use a direct voice. And 5. Use anecdotes and illustrations.